Don't get me wrong. The answer Mary asks is a good one. How can it be since I am a virgin? But I'm puzzled as to why Mary doesn't ask more questions of her angelic visitor. Questions like, uh, who are you exactly and who sent you? Could I have some time to think about all this? Why me? Why did you pick me? How am I supposed to parent this special child? Does he come with special instructions? Who will help me along the way? How is this story going to end? And the most important question of all, how on earth am I going to explain this to Joseph? Oh, I would have asked so many more questions. So much of life is about asking the right questions. 40 years ago, a young engineer at Motorola named Marty uh, was given the assignment to design the next generation of car phones. Now, this was, was an era when phones could only be found in buildings and in occasionally in cars. Well, before jumping into the task, Marty stepped back and asked a very insightful question. He asked, why is it that when we want to call and talk to a person, we have to call a place? Now that question changed the trajectory of his work. In the early 1970s, Marty and his team developed the very first cell phone. So much of life is asking the right questions. I have always loved the moment in a job interview when uh, the I'm asked by a potential employer, do you have any questions? And my answer is always, oh yes, I have questions. I always have lots and lots of questions because I am curious. And I, before getting into something new, I wanna know as much as I possibly can. So I ask good questions, thorough questions, challenging questions. Mary asks only one question. I would have asked so many more questions. Or maybe I wouldn't have. Because the, the questions I, I listed earlier, those are the kind of questions that you think of after the fact. When we hear the words, you have cancer. Today is going to be the last day for you on this job. You are definitely pregnant. We would like to offer you the job. When we hear words like that, all we can do is take in the headline. The big thing that has just been shared, the questions, the detailed questions, they come later. So Mary asks only one question. But then she receives quite an answer from the angel. Gabriel begins by saying, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Oh, that is beautiful language, short on details, long on mystery. It's an invitation to Mary to dive deeper into that mystery. Well, then Gabriel shifts from poetry to prose. Your relative Elizabeth, Elizabeth who is old and barren, she is pregnant also. The angel lets Mary know that she will have company on this journey. 
He lets her know that something mysterious and powerful is afoot, and it's bigger than both of them. The angel concludes, nothing is impossible with God. All in all, Gabriel provides Mary with quite an answer, but an answer that would only have provoked more questions in me. But Mary doesn't ask any more questions. She responds, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be uh, to me, uh, with me according to your word. What do you think of that response? I mean, it kind of depends on her tone of voice. Is it resigned, docile, passive, compliant? Does she lower, lower her head? Does she speak in a quiet, submissive voice? Well, that's how I, I used to view Mary, as a, as a bit of a doormat. Unthinkingly obedient, not too bright, not in control of much of anything, unquestioning. But now I'm not so sure. I wonder if her response isn't, isn't rooted in, in wisdom and an instinct that tells her that the questions that are the most important are the questions that no one can answer for you, not even an angel of the Lord. And the most important questions can't be answered with a simple yes or no, but they haunt you, they, they shape you. You push up against these big questions, you wrestle with them, you do your best to live into them. I think of the advice offered by uh, Raina Maria Rilke in his letters to a young poet published in 1903. He writes to a protege who is wrestling with questions and in Rilke's view, trying to generate answers too quickly and easily. He writes, quote, be patient toward all that is unsolved in your heart and try to love the questions themselves like locked rooms and like books that are now written in a very foreign tongue. Do not now seek the answers which cannot be given you because you would not be able to live them. And the point is to live everything. Live the questions now, end quote. Oh, that's good advice. Because so much of life is asking big enough questions, questions worthy of shaping our time and our priorities, questions that bring out the best in us, questions that draw us into God's ways. Questions like, how can I open myself up to the beauty of creation? What is my next challenge in daring to be human? Who or what do I need to learn to love next? I've always been partial to that question posed by Mary Oliver in one of her poems, tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? That is a question worthy of shaping our journey. So often, too often, our lives are shaped by questions of logistics, especially this time of year. If, if I leave work a few minutes early, uh, can I get in some Christmas shopping before I have to head home and make dinner? Um, how do I get through finals? Can I get the cookies ice before the company arrives? When am I gonna wrap presents? How am I gonna get everything done? Now, now questions of logistics are not unimportant, but we miss out if we don't get to the big, confounding, impossible to answer questions. 
As far as I can tell, Mary doesn't get hung up on logistics. Instead, she embraces the big questions of her life and, and makes the decision to live those questions as deeply as possible. And in doing so, she says yes to being a part of God's work in the world. So when she gives her response to the angel, I believe she stands up straight and she looks Gabriel in the eye and she says, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Me? Well, I'm going to give birth to the Savior of the world. I'm going to raise the Prince of Peace. Not bad, huh? So what about you? What do you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? We are never too young or too old, too old to live that question.